Hi, everyone. I'm Kiana. I'm Nisha. And you're listening to the Talk Carby to Me podcast. Here at some point, hopefully. We've been, our, our Instagram has been. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Funny enough, you don't have to actually be famous to be famous anymore. You can just pay $14.99 uh, and you will get a blue check. Uh, yes, I have seen that. <laughs> People on can Instagram? get a blue check now. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah Meta, yeah. Meta launched verification paid at verification much like twitter did uh just without the utility that comes along with a paid service so you get you get a little bit bigger reach and you get live support is my understanding of it and then you get that special little pretty blue check that everyone covets so much mm-hmm. um yeah i just i don't see like it is that comes down to the numbers the blue check like if there's multiple people with the same name you know like if you're famous and you have fans then you do want the blue check because it's like oh this is that's actually Jennifer Lopez. It's not all these other fans. Yeah. But like for like us, like I don't right, the yeah. blue the blue check isn't special <laughs> at all. I might need the blue check mark because I'm like Instagram hell. My account like reaches no one these days anymore. I need to and I have emailed them and they won't respond to me. Is Instagram. it Instagram? How about the hashtags? Yeah, nothing. Us reels. You post we post the reels a reel. are where we're getting a lot of um, attention. You know, I've been trying. And like Anthony will like he'll, like he'll help me too with it, and I don't know. I swear I'm in some kind of curse. I've been trying to post more reels, but I don't know. I feel like I'm cursed. I might just pay fourteen ninety nine to get like live yeah. support. You, you have you have to post. You have to you have to Regularly. post and mm-hmm. stories because you have to get in people's algorithms, uh-huh. right? Because yeah. if you have people that have like a thousand people that they follow, you're not you're not popping up. They're not going through all of their their people. So you you have to put a bunch of content so someone can see you and then yeah so that you're constantly popping up in the stories yeah. that oh okay so they posted something they posted something yeah, yeah. it's yeah i'm not doing that it's <laughs> yeah so, but that, so that's it that's why like that's it that's yeah it. Oh. When, we, when we post like i don't know, like 10 things a day that's when we'll start getting big numbers because mm-hmm. people yeah. have thousands of people they follow like i i follow like thousands of people but it's because like celebrities and stuff like I'd rather know what Jennifer Lopez is doing. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, what I I've, love J Lo. Yeah, what J Lo's awesome. What I've noticed lately, which is annoying, is my timeline is like not in order anymore. Sometimes it's in order, and other times it's not in order. Like I'll see things from like four days ago, and I'm mm-hmm. like, what is happening right now? The, yeah. the yeah. other issue, the other issue I have with it, uh, I've personally been like a spokesperson for paid Instagram forever in a day. I don't care about verification. I don't care about fame. I don't care about notoriety, anything that comes along with that, right? So if I was a business owner and I sold a product, I wouldn't want to be imitated and have people scam. So I'd probably pay for it. Um, but the thing that I, why I've always wanted paid verification is so I can have Instagram with no ads. Mm-hmm. So I just oh, there's the, no ads on that. No, 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 no. There are ads. Okay. Otherwise, I would be I would be blue checked out. Constantly. Oh. <laughs> but the uh, I every single day, I shit you not every single day. So like I've I've said it before, my algorithm is like monkeys like baby monkeys in clothes like doing <laughs> stuff uh there's some dog content on there i had the mon- i had the monkeys yeah Com- comedians monkeys yeah it, it's a it's a beautiful world comedians yeah. gym stuff and uh sports things right my, all my all of my ads the ones that are like paid ads from like companies like it's not companies that are related to those things it is viagra 
uh, hair loss. It is testosterone boosters. Everything <laughs> yeah. that you would, no. everything that a stereotypical thirty-five-year-old male would need. And I'm like, I'm yeah. so tired of seeing this. Like, stop my, forcing this down. Mine's, my throat. I they get. I mean, I I I am like an influencers and <clears throat> all these apps dream. Like, I am like their dream target. Mm. Like, there you are. they post it, I buy it. <laughs> like, no, I. Like, that's it. Like, I love it. I, you, you post it, and you're like, "I found this new Amazon thing." I was like, "Yeah, I need it too." Like, I am, I am, I am the one that they want. That <laughs> like, is like, hilarious. <laughs> I am the one. <laughs> you gotta love it. So, oh. it's good to be back recording. I'm Anthony, as usual, as always, joined by Sandra, and today Hi. we have two very special guests, two yeah. good friends of ours. So. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about what you guys what you guys do? Okay, so we are so I'm Nisha, I'm Kiana, and we are Holistic Healing Collective, and we are a mental health agency. Um, so here in Massachusetts, I know that you guys are more down a little down south in North Carolina. So we focus on you know mental health, but overall the whole body. So. People see us for different reasons. Someone might come to see me for more traditional psychotherapy, and then Kiana deals with more of the alternative style, so life yeah. coaching, wellness coaching, um, more of the holistic ways to create a self-care routine for yourself, basically. So um, I'm working more on present and future goals, where Nasha will deal with people that want to work with their trauma history, um, so I will work with more people that want to, you know, maybe you've had therapy already and you've done it for years and you're looking to um, create a new kind of routine or add a routine for your mental health or self-care routine. So, um, you know, sometimes I will meet people to do, teach them how to do meditation, what that looks like, the different forms, um, how to incorporate gentle yoga, restorative yoga practices, um, in their routine so that they're getting some movement, how movement and mental health are important. So that's more along the lines of what I do. I talk about teas and adaptogens and different healthy ways to just incorporate additional things to help you with your mental health. That's so cool. Yeah, we work very closely together because not everyone needs the, the traditional therapy or some people might need it for a little bit because they're focusing on something going on in their life or some kind of trauma they're they're wanting to deal with but then they're kind of done with me and then they can like go to Kiana to really work on that so this isn't like you come to us and you're stuck with us forever um that's not the point we want to see you progress and we also are paying attention to the whole body um because you know and that is why we're also on the podcast because we're gonna talk about the importance of physical health as well not just mental health I love it. Yeah, those two things often do go hand in hand. So I uh, love it. Love what you guys do, what you bring to the table. So I think right off the bat, so I think we see the word holistic thrown around a lot uh, in, in the media. You see it on social media, advertising, marketing. Like mm -hmm. what what is that like? What does that mean? So obviously you have like, we have like you know, fitness. Oh, you fitness and exercise. And like you can, there's like a hundred different things you do. But like when you look at like a holistic approach, I think it was just, the, the way that it's commonly used, like what is what does that really like entail for someone? So it more it, it entails the mind, body, and the spirit. So those those three components are when you 
what should be when you hear holistic, that's what we're talking about. So, you know, maybe someone is having some mental health issues, but they might, it might be acute mental health issues, right? So maybe someone's going through a divorce. And so you're experiencing depression around that. It doesn't necessarily mean that you need long-term therapy. So you might need some therapy and then you want to um, transition into like learning some coping skills. Like how, how is, how is this showing up in your body? Some people that have um, long-term stress, they have chronic back pain or they have chronic shoulder pain, hip pain. So all of those things are, you know, stress is kind of stored in your body and it, your body keeps, keeps the score of what's going on with you. So holistic means, okay, let's start. Like, how are you eating? How are you sleeping? Cause those things have to be looked at before you can even tackle like what's going on in your head. Let's talk about how you're eating, how you're sleeping, because if you're not sleeping well, your, your body, when you sleep, that's when you're, you know, your rest and digestion, your body repairs itself. So if you're telling me you're only getting three hours of sleep, I'm going to tell you like, we need to work on that first. Yeah. Um, how, how are you eating? Like, what do you eat? Oh, I eat Snickers bars all day. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going to, you know, your energy is going to be depleted. It's going to affect your mood. So all of it plays a role in how, you're showing up mentally and physically. Um, so you have to look at all of those components. Yeah. So we are, we are a private practice. So we cut it and it's our practice. So we get to decide how we want to, you know, serve our, our clients. Um, we don't really adhere to a, what the insurances want. Um, again, it, it depends on, on everybody what, what they can do. Um, big agencies, they'll have things that have to be done that things have to be checked off. Um, and there's numerous, numerous reasons and you might need that. So that just, it's, it's what you need, but it's going to be very like more rigid. So, um, we're more open to having a conversation that it, you know, we need to talk about like your vagus nerve. What is your vagus nerve? Like, how does, how does that impact your, your body or how is that impacting what you're going through? Um, so that's like the beauty of, especially like private practices is we kind of make up our own like rules. And there's so many of us that the client really gets to decide what's a good fit because we might not be a good fit for everybody. And that's mm -hmm. fine. There's plenty of other places that you can go to. So it's really about having a relationship with your, with your therapist or your mental, uh, mental wellness coach. You, you need to have that, you need to be comfortable and you, you, you want to have that good relationship. Mm -hmm. I love that you guys touch on like the whole like lifestyle of a person. Yes. Um, and I'll share with you guys. Um, I used to have, well, I still have, it's not like you ever get really get rid of it. Um, I had like clinical depression, and anxiety too. I was like medicated for a number of years. And I always tell everyone, like if my sleep, if my food and my exercise, if one of those three pieces is off, like I can tell my mood already starting to shift, right? Like yeah. for me, like those three pieces are just so key. And then of course my relationships in my life are important to me too. And that has to be stable as well. But yeah, sleep and food are like a huge one for me like huge yeah. yeah it's huge for everybody you know um i work with a lot of teenagers too so i i just feel like they don't understand the importance of like they're they're like high energy in the morning but by afternoon they're depleted and they can't focus and because they've been they haven't been eating properly or drinking water throughout the day so those are things that you know i make it a point to try to teach them younger because no one taught told me that when i was younger right so I think if, if if you don't know, you don't know. So yeah. trying to incorporate just small changes. So like if they come to me um, 
for a snack. I'm like, I have an apple here for you or a banana or a banana. And they're like, Oh, um, you know, like you have something else, but then they'll take it because this is what you yeah. have, you know? So it's like just introducing them to better ways or anyone, you know, like you have to start at the very base level. If none, if that's not stable, the rest of you is going to be unstable, yeah. you know, for sure. There's so your people, the people you're around, the relationships that you have, um, if you're constantly around negativity, that's going to impact. That's part of your 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 spirit. So like you're listening to this negativity all the time and it's around you, it's going to impact you. So it's really looking at everything, even your finances. Like if your finance, like it's a whole big wheel. Like if you look at the wheel of like finances, career, family, um, all of these things play a part in how we show up. So so true. I, I feel so seen right now. <laughs> so it, it's funny. It's a couple of examples that you met. So I started out my week with a bang, right? So Sunday night, I don't know what happened, but I went to bed. I set up myself for like eight hours of sleep, which is rare for me. I'm usually more of like a five to six and a half kind of guy. As much as I try, usually that's kind of where it falls. And, you know, you got the NBA playoffs and NHL playoffs. So unfortunately, I have drama at like one in the morning to pay attention to. So um, I got such a good night's sleep on Sunday that on Monday there was nothing that could happen. Like the, the meteor could have hit the earth and it would have been fine. Like it would have like the meteor would have come in and there would have been like violins and like mm -hmm. playing and like little birds everywhere. Everyone was happy. Like the coffee tasted better. The air smelled cleaner. It was a phenomenal day. And I was super productive for the entire day, which is rare for me. It's usually, it's big. Yeah, because usually I peter out like, you know, four o'clock. You're not getting much out of me after four o'clock, uh, oh. depending on the, the sub, what we're doing or what we're trying to attempt, because I've already worked out. I've seen people. I'm an introvert. So I've seen clients and, you know, not the negative connotation of this, but they've kind of drained me of my energy. And yeah, so and you mentioned like the Snickers thing, if you're eating Snickers bars all day during the lockdown. Uh, I didn't work for seven months. Every single day I had a Snickers bar without fail. <laughs> it's like you're a psychic. <laughs> yeah. Every single, without fail, every single day it was, you know, we, we woke up, we had some coffee, mm -hmm. stared out the window the randomly. It's going to give you that energy, but then you're like, yeah. later on, you're like, oh man, I'm tired. You know, like yeah. you're tired yeah. because it gives you that rush, that sugar rush and you're, and, and that yeah. satisfaction. And of, it's tastier. You know, it is. It's, it's good. better than an yeah. apple. <laughs> yeah. So and true. You know? Speaking of marketing, how we started this whole thing, like I was there, and obviously, I think everyone went got became a little psychotic after a few months of that. Uh, mm -hmm. But I would be sitting there, and like my, my girlfriend at the time, she's working in her office, so she, so I'm really just home alone. And I'm just sitting there, I'm like, Yeah, I am hungry. Why would I wait? And like Snickers is right, that's a great slogan. I would just eat the Snickers, <laughs> like I, I would just be all about it. It's delicious. <laughs> the Snickers They're, marketing got you. Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yes. So I wanted to bring us all together, right? Because obviously, so me and Sandra are more in uh, the nutrition and fitness field. And we interact with people and trainers accidentally become people's therapists. Mm -hmm. Not in the sense of like we're practicing therapy and right. we don't have any, <laughs> we have really have no concept, but we're that person that uh, we're there and we're a sounding board and people just unload on us sometimes. Yep. Um, so yeah. we end up being that person and so, some of the things we might have experiences with it and we talk about it, but uh, we've run into it a lot where we have clients that are dealing with a mental health issue and they're trying to change their life where they're like you, the, you alluded to earlier, where you're coming through a divorce or a tough time and the next step to get out of the tough time 
was to get the lights to come back on was to start exercising. So you come to us, you need some kind of structure. And as you kind of get to know that person, you kind of see and kind of uncover a lot of that damage that they're kind of dealing with. And uh, I think I'm a huge believer in fitness as therapy, but I'm also not naive enough to fully believe that because both my, I myself have dealt with trauma in my past that I haven't really cleaned up until recently. And you can kind of see how it inter in or like overlays and intertwines with everything that we were talking about with the holistic approach. So like fitness for me is easy. It's bread and butter. It's kind of in my DNA mm -hmm. at this point. So is nutrition and stuff like that. But I still run into these things, even though commonly in society or maybe in the, maybe not society, but maybe like if you look at fitness and exercise, it's like, oh, this is the thing that makes you happy. But for a lot of cases, like I've, you know, been a trainer for seven, eight years, and I've probably been happy for like two of those years. So it's definitely something that I wanted to bring together to kind of showcase and kind of talk about like what both can do. Um, one thing that kind of led me on this path is we've been talking a lot about medicine. And I think we had the diabetes conversation and the illness and obesity and kind of every single time you talk about any of these major issues in the world today, um, there's some element of mental health that always creeps back in as far as when we talked about is obesity a choice or is mm -hmm. it a uh, is it a choice or is it something that's chronic illness that you can't get away from that's just destined to happen when you look at you know some of the things we've looked at like the the, diabe the diabetic medication that people are now taking to use um, to lose weight the shots yeah. and things like that <clears throat> transitioning into eating disorders things of that nature and it kind of all goes back into you know we have problems in the United States and we have different approaches to them and one of the things that I found very interesting was a study done in Australia that took a look at the effect of exercise on people who suffer from depression and anxiety. Uh, and what they actually found was that exercise is actually more effective than counseling and the leading medications for the populations that they studied. So just uh, usually studies, they take them with a grain of salt because they're very like closed and they're kind of almost like in a petri dish um but this study had 97 reviews it had about a thousand trials and it had 120,000 participants and in almost all of them and a lot of them revolved around like if they suffer from depression or anxiety and they looked at it and they were like wow this actually does work um <clears throat> so that's kind of what i wanted what we wanted to kind of touch on so we deal with that in our end you guys mm -hmm. right so it'd be great to hear from you guys as far as like people that you've interacted with and how that's helped them and kind of like why it helps put people in a better mental space. Yeah. So fitness is always going to make you feel better, right? You should really limit your fitness or what that looks like if you are injured, if you have some kind of restriction, right? So just having any kind of physical activity is good for you, regardless of who you are, regardless of what age. It's never going to be a bad thing. Unless, again, you, you're injured or your doctor said no for whatever reason. Um, it is a it's some people are experiencing anxiety some people are experiencing depression that does not mean that they have a diagnosis of generalized anxiety disorder or major depressive disorder that i think especially like the younger the younger crowd they have like a few bad days and it's like i have depression you can have bad days you can have a bad month right like you some people if you want to lay down on bed all day and not do anything Sometimes that's what your body needs. That doesn't mean that you have a, a depression or you have some kind of major depressive disorder and that you need medication and that you need therapy. It's okay to have bad days. And we need anxiety for survival. Like if there's a bear coming at us, 
we need to do something. We need that. That is that it's in our bodies. It is to keep us safe. And there is a reason why your anxiety is wherever it's at, right? It's, it's, you know, it's active. And just because it's active doesn't mean you have anxiety. One fitness is absolutely fantastic for, for, for both of those things. But when it comes to someone having anxiety disorder, that, that it is impacting their life, it is changing things in their life because they can't get out of the, of their home or they can't get out of bed or they've missed work. They've missed school. They're not feeding their children. Like when it is impacting your life. Yes. I saying to someone, you need to put in a workout regimen is great. But then that is something that the person does need, you know, a therapeutic approach as well, but it's, it's okay to, to have anxiety and to have a little depressive moments. Yeah, I feel like to people, a lot of people will, um, if they're saying, you know, if they're having a, a life experience or a life crisis, divorce or whatever it is, they might even be thinking in that moment, oh, I need medication. And that might just be that little hump that they need to get over. It doesn't necessarily require medication, but it does require you to be actively like saying, okay, I need to like get up out of the house. I might need to get some fresh air. Um, because I, I feel like just even being outside, um, getting sunlight, all of that stuff will help you to feel better in those moments where, you know, you're just having a moment or a few days or a bad month or whatever it is. Um, in other cases, you know, if you're, if you're, um, chronically depressed for months, yeah, you, you may need to have a therapeutic approach in terms of therapy and you might need to be on medication, um, for a short period of time. I don't think, I don't feel like exercise is just the one answer for it. I, I feel like it's a tool in your toolbox for you to maintain your mental health and to, to help you to, to feel better because it's going to naturally um, release pos uh, endorphins in your body, dopamine, oxytocin, all those things that are those natural hormones in your body that help you to feel good because you're going to feel those natural rushes. So yes, whether it be walking, um, yoga, Pilates, you know, a, 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 a really good fitness regimen, it doesn't matter. Just some type of movement and even just spending some time outside is important as part of the toolbox. It might not be um, that that's all that you need though, for sure. And it helps with yeah. your, like your self-esteem. Like after, you know, maybe getting to the workout, it, you know, I definitely getting to the workout, that's the obviously the toughest part. But once you're done with the workout, you don't regret it. Right. You only regret it if you get injured and you're like, oh, crap, I should have done that. But you, you feel better afterwards. You know, you feel better about yourself. Um, so that that comes uh, along with it. But it's something that everyone everyone should do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like and say is too. It's like when I was like at the bottom of the bottom, like if someone would have told me like, oh, go work out and like all will be fine. I've, like that just would not have worked for me. Like, yeah. I mean, for me, even like just, you know, getting out of the house was like a feat within itself, let alone like going to a gym that was like super intimidating for me at the time. Like that was definitely like not in the cards for me. Um, I'm curious to hear from you guys, um, because everyone keeps saying like, oh, anxiety and depression is on the rise, like we're seeing more and more of it. Um, do you see that a lot within your own clinic as well? Or do you guys like think that people are just overusing the terminology? I'm just curious. Both. I think, I, it, I think it's, it's both. both. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I, I feel so like, I work with kids during the day. So um, I feel like I've seen a, a lot of 
a lot more anxiety and a lot more, it's more social anxiety that I'm seeing. Um, and I think COVID played a, a role in that for sure with kids, because when they started to cut, had to come back in person in school, you know, not only were they worried about getting sick, but like they were worried about just interacting with, with kids and they're still, um, experiencing a lot of that. So it, I think it's on the rise, but I think it is both because there's so, there's so much access to information yeah. now that people diagnose themselves constantly when they just read something. So it's kind of like, oh yeah, that's me. I have that, you know? So mm -hmm. um, without having been to a, pro a professional at all, they're, you know, just speaking on something that they read or, you know, you have a symptom and you're yeah. Googling it. So, oh, yep, yeah, I have that. So I, de I, de I definitely think it's both. Um, it just depends on who you're talking to and yeah. what's going on. But I, de I definitely think it's both. Yeah, there, there's a lot of just, just even like apps that, that, that help you diagnose yourself and, you know, TikTok, you know, and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, one of the things that I bring back to people, cause I've had people tell me I have this really big, uh, diagnosis and I'm like, who told you that? Well, I took a quiz. Right. I'm like, okay. And then like, well, it says this and this, like, like, for example, like depression, like, like if you're having like sad days and that, or that's one of those symptoms that's like a stomach ache. Right? right. You could be hungry. You can, you know, be dying. <laughs> you could <laughs> need to go to the bathroom. Right. Like you, uh -huh. it, it's, it's one of those symptoms. Like, yeah, there's, there is a reason why we went to school for this. There's way more to it than just that one symptom. And totally. I too, there, there was a time, a period in time where regular physicians, your family practitioners were just give people, you know, they're, the patient would go in and say, I'm depressed, but instead of referring them to a therapist, a, you know, a, a clinical social worker or someone doing the work, they're just, oh, okay, I'll give you the medication. And so they're, yeah. you know, I, I was seeing a lot, a lot of that in our prior, um, yeah, when we used to work for somewhere else. And you saw a lot of that, like the people had already been taking medications, but never seen a therapist and it's, yeah. or, or a psychiatrist who prescribe that medication they were getting it from their regular doctor and it's like but they're not trained and specifically to deal with mental health you know so yeah. it's it is overused or people just you know gravitate towards medication without um you know trying other yeah. things uh, some people yes you, you some people do mm -hmm. need medication but you need to go to the proper people to channel that and kind of see like what are you know their steps before like okay yep you need a pill yeah um, yeah so it's, uh, yeah. it's crazy. It's for, for us in our previous job, if the client saw a doctor and a doctor was like, oh, you have depression, this is your medication. There was very little we can do to, to change that person's mind to mm -hmm. that. Cause we're not a medical doctor. Like, you know, mm -hmm. so they're always not like going to trump us, even though they're there for seeing you for a few minutes, they're not going through everything. Um, and they might start you off with a very low level of medication. Um, but it's like, ah, do you have depression? Mm -hmm. Or like, this is going on in your life. Like maybe you should fix that first before. Right. But once like the doctor comes in, that that's a big barrier when a doctor is like, you have depression. And we're like, well, we're not a doctor. So no one's, yeah. you know. Yeah. Or they do, yeah. are they're taking the medication, but then, you know, some people are not following up with the, the therapeutic aspect of yeah. it. You know, whether you're talking to somebody um, and, or they'll talk to one person and they haven't found the right fit. So I think it's, 
you know, what I tell people is when they're looking for a therapist, you, you might not find the one that is going to work for you the first time. You know, you might have to try a couple of different um, people before you get it right, but you shouldn't give up. You know, I, I was, we were talking earlier and I was saying how I feel like everyone should have a, a therapist the way you have a dentist, the way you have a physician. Um, even yeah. if it comes to the point where you're not seeing your therapist weekly, because there, you, some people, you don't need it weekly. You've done some work, you know, you've been in therapy maybe a year, six months, and you, you, you know, you've seen some changes, you've made some changes, but now maybe you need to come every three months or every six months, but you should have someone that you've developed the relationship with already. So when life does happen, because we are, mm -hmm. life is going to happen, challenges are going to come, you, you already have a relationship with this person and you can, you know, call them up and say, hey, I need an appointment, you know, I'm getting divorced or whatever the case may mm -hmm. be. Um, that's a life challenge for you. I, I got diagnosed with something, an illness, uh, you know, a family member passed, whatever it is, you will have that person in your you know, contacts the way you have everybody else. But, you know, people don't see the value in their mental health. They, you know, they see value in probably more in fitness even to hire a trainer than they would say, oh, you know, they'll, they'll pay a trainer a lot of money, but they don't see the value in hiring a therapist um, or, you know, they'll, they'll get their hair done, their nails done, and they won't say, oh, I need this mental health treatment. So I think the more that people the more it's talked about and the more people are able to recognize that this is an important tool to have in, in, in addition to our dentist or our regular medical physician or any of these other things that we take care of ourselves, you know? Yeah. All I can say is therapy is great. I had a great time in therapy. I mean, it took me a long time too to get to the therapist. So I also was one of those, got the medication by a family doctor, right? Mm -hmm. Resisted therapy for years. And then finally uh, just committed to doing therapy. And it was like one of the best, most life-changing things ever yeah. in yeah. the most positive way. So yeah. yeah. That's awesome. It's important to find like, you know, your person and, and it doesn't, we're very into the traditional sense of therapy weekly, right? Or maybe like bi-weekly you depending on on finances and your lifestyle and your schedule you can incorporate like i'll do therapy once a month and i'll go to the you know i'm gonna hire a trainer and do this like you wanna you you can like mix it up you mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be this traditional way of, of thinking yeah. it, it's mm -hmm. like it's okay like i've had a client was like you know i can only do every other week or once every other month because i want to mm -hmm. right now focus on losing weight fantastic mm -hmm. like do that like that is you you've yeah. identified what the issue that you, that you really want to focus on i'm not going to help you lose weight you know like go to the trainer and mm -hmm. then it's you know so it it can you can definitely like customize your yeah. treatment as yeah. long as i feel like if you're built it's you know building your toolbox in a sense mm -hmm. you're you're putting all these things in here you're figuring out what works for you mm -hmm. what what's not working for you you know like i see somebody once a month um that i have and they're just you know kind of adding to their already toolbox they want to get more into meditating and you know just talking about other ways to incorporate the natural things into their their therapy into you know um their toolbox. Yeah. Oh, it's helpful. Yeah. What? So one thing that I, I've heard into, so I, I'm the same way as far as like, I think you should have a pretty, a pretty nice utility belt, right? You see mm -hmm. Batman go out there. Batman's not a superhero. Let's be real. <laughs> Batman has no super strength. He's got nothing, but he has a bunch of cool gadgets, right? And that's, that's kind of how I always viewed. Like, 
Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's how I've always kind of viewed like the different, you know, the things in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems, especially in males, there is a stigma mm-hmm. around therapy. Like it's a Absolutely. it's a bad thing. And I've a I never really looked at it as like a bad thing, but I looked at it as no, I'm not crazy. Like, there's no way I'm crazy. Like, I'm good. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll carry on. And as I got older in life, I realized, you know, that's not exactly the best approach. So now I'm a huge advocate for it. But what kind of started it? And like, how do we start to fix that? Because it's one of those things where it's you decide, I'm not going to therapy. I'm good. I'm good. Whereas yeah. like that, and you're, if you think about it, right, you're just a, a bag of meat and, you know, your mind is what's controlling everything. And if the mind is not processing things correctly, nothing else is really going to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That I will say that um, I think I want to. I'm gonna have to like credit the pandemic for this. Mm-hmm. Um, I do see a rise in men wanting to discuss mental health. Open. Um, we've gotten a lot of like people mm-hmm. asking us, um, like males asking us for for services, um, and people like in high positions and 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 very like like macho roles and like I think the pandemic really has helped people especially like just you this is an issue mm-hmm. you know um but it's i think like just having a conversation that it's not weakness um it it it's, it's takes a lot more courage to ask for help than not to ask for help to to be vulnerable to another person to say i'm not doing well mm-hmm. um it takes a lot of, of strength like you know even women we don't always do that you know asking especially moms we we want to be power mom off you know and and reaching out to the to our village right um that's hard right we don't want to be a bother to people um so i i think again it's really getting that that message across you asking for help is showing way more strength than you think it is mm-hmm. yeah, i think the- it's too it's a cultural thing or how how boy you know how boys are raised from little like don't cry like toughen up mm-hmm. you know like a, a lot of it comes from conditioning you know, childhood conditioning and what, what, what children are told when they're little. And then what it's like generational, you know, like, Oh, that, that men don't go to therapy. You don't need a therapist. Only crazy people go to therapy. Um, But you don't have to be (laughs) crazy. You just have to be experiencing something. So I think the more that that's talked about, I think um, I feel like there's a lot of now there's more talk about, teaching kids to regulate their emotions they're you know they're learning social emotional learning skills younger now um so i think we'll we'll see a change in that but i think the resistance has just been back from how people have been raised and told that it's weak you know like you you shouldn't cry don't tell don't tell anybody your business um a lot of people are raised like keep your keep the family business in the family house like it doesn't go outside this house and so it's a lot of conditioning and sometimes you don't even realize that you're still carrying a lot of that conditioning as an adult you know it shows up um you know people say well i don't have any trauma but then they'll start talking about how their parents got divorced and their father wasn't in their life and well, nothing really bad happened to me, but it doesn't have to be those big traumas yeah. or, you know, big T, little T traumas, but it's it's a form of trauma that impacted you some way. And so well, I think when people start to understand what that means and how it impacted them, they'll be more, you know, like, oh, okay, maybe I do. You know, it's, a, it's like a self-awareness thing. A lot of people don't have self-awareness. 
And so, um, it's very true. <laughs> I think we just solved it. I think we solved male, the male issue. This is it. <laughs> we solved it. You're welcome, man. Okay, yeah. We yeah. The, we so solved it. it's funny that you mentioned the pandemic because during the pandemic, uh, as far as like kind of like sparked it a little bit for people to, to go out and seek help. Mm -hmm. Um, everyone, uh, I shouldn't say everyone, a lot of people had a lot of downtime. Yep. Some people don't have that many hobbies. They're workaholics. And if you're a workaholic and you don't have any hobbies and there's really nothing going on around you, you're just kind of sitting there. There's a funny quote uh, with, who's it from? Uh, Blaise Pascal. And the quote goes, all of humanity's problems stem from man's inability to sit quietly in a room alone. And when you look at that time period, that was probably some of the most alone a lot of people have ever been yeah. in, in the last years, right? So if you think about our lives, we're constantly given notifications, messages, mm -hmm. um, text messages from a friend, text from a family, text from like you owe a bill, you got this going on, this work emails, so everything's just going off around you constantly. So we're just used to conditioned, almost like we're in a hive and the hive is always buzzing um, and we're getting those notifications. So um, it's just funny that you, you brought that up because that's kind of like how I viewed it as well. So there were a lot of times in the pandemic where I'm sitting there and it's just like, I'm pacing and I'm like, why am I pacing? I'm not yeah. nervous or anything like that, but it's just like I have this heightened like sense. Yeah. Cause you, you, we, you adapt to that lifestyle. You know, you, people think like sometimes it gets worse, honestly, after you really start dealing with your problems. And once you start like healing, sometimes it feels really uncomfortable in your body that you start maybe getting like sick and not feeling well. Like I remember for me when I finished school and everything, like I had the job I'm, and I'm like, my schedule was wonderful. I started getting like sick and it just, all these tests, I was fine. Then the doctor was talking to me. I was like, oh, are you still doing all these things? So no, she's like, well, that's your problem. Like my body got used to running on that. That was my baseline. And now I brought that down and I had to figure out how to live in that, that space that I don't have that many things to do. I don't have to write a paper, go here, go there. It It's, it's an adjustment period and people get really are not okay with that uncomfortableness because it's weird and it takes a, a while it takes a you know not it's, it's yeah well a few it's, weeks it's to a month, like a few your, months like your nervous system down. is your nervous system's dysregulated right I, I was having a conversation with somebody that they were like you know i don't i feel like something's off but they're they changed their whole life they weren't living in that like their body wasn't in fight or flight anymore but you're, once your mm -hmm. body is not in that, when you're so used to like the chaos, the trauma, the whatever is going on in your life, and then things are like smooth, they were still like, I don't know, I still feel uncomfortable. It's because your body's so used to that fight or flight that mm -hmm. it doesn't, it hasn't recognized that, and that now, oh, I don't need to be in survival mode anymore because now everything is like calm. So it's again back to that vagus nerve, like your your nervous system becomes dysregulated and it still doesn't know how to cope because it's so used to mm -hmm. that chaotic and that stress yeah. like that the deadlines oh i gotta get a paper yeah. in i gotta do this or whatever the stress of everything that you're handling um people don't they don't put the two together and so it's like okay i gotta get this yeah. back in order and realizing like because our body shouldn't be in in fight or you know that that mode all the time but sometimes it it gets so used to that that it doesn't recognize anything different yeah you know? and it's it's it could be a very lengthy lengthy process for someone especially if they're not trying to like you know adapt or they're still trying to live a certain way if especially like if you leave a relationship and it was like a very toxic relationship and you know you're happier without the person you know it's you're better you're safer 
and it, you don't feel, you feel uncomfortable. You're like, there's, this is because you've lived in that, that environment for so long that even when maybe finding a partner that's not toxic, that is nicer. And it's like, I don't like this. Because you're set, setting, you know. ba- setting boundaries yeah. with people becomes uncomfortable because it's like, you're so, if you're used to being that yes person and then you're starting to say no to people, then it's like, you, you feel like a bad person and you're like, oh. I, I should have done that, right? But like I, you know, I told setting boundaries is gonna feel uncomfortable because any type of change is gonna feel uncomfortable. And when that's when you know that you're you're healing as well is when you start recognizing like you did something that was good for you and it's still it's still feeling uncomfortable. Like that's that whole like ch- you know transition of like okay, I'm making the better changes. I know this is good for me logically, but it feels uncomfortable because. You know, especially people that have like abandonment issues and things like that. And, you know, you need to like leave a a situation alone that that childhood wound will come up. And so it's uncomfortable when you're in that healing stage, for sure. Yeah. Healing is uncomfortable. And and it's sometimes when you leave therapy, you leave feeling really good. And sometimes you leave feeling worse. Yeah. yeah. And also too, like, as you're like healing, you're kind of like also changing a little bit as a person too, you know, you might be going and I'm, I'm kind of like speaking a little bit out of turn here, but like, you might be going from being more of a victim to now, you know, taking control of your life. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, that's a change yeah. of identity too. And that change of identity can sometimes be really hard for people to deal with. Yeah. I think Absolutely. You, you might even lose people like, cause uh, what's the thing? Like, um, the, the, the people that have an issue with your boundaries are the people that were benefiting from you not having any. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's uncomfortable. You're like, oh, this person really isn't a friend or this person isn't, you know, looking mm-hmm. out for it. So sometimes you have to make those changes and yeah, they could be very intertwined to your life. So again, it's, it's an uncomfortable, it's an uncomfortable process. Yeah. Totally. yeah. So a question for everyone here, right? So we're, we're talking about mental health, depression, things like that. How much of this do we think is related to our, the infinite dopamine loop that our society has created? So, so dopamine, obviously, uh, for those listening that may or may not be familiar with dopamine, trust me, we all are. Uh, dopamine (laughs) is like, it's a, it's a chemical your body releases that makes you feel good. So when something happens, Mm -hmm. that's good, or you view it as good. It feels good, right? So um, some simple examples that sometimes people don't recognize that are if you get a text notification, if you get an Instagram notification, if you get a DM, um, if you slide into someone's DMs, which I've never done, and they, you get the response, um, that triggers like that dopamine hit. And now if you think about that, everything is the buzzing of the phone. Now, if, mm-hmm. let's say you might have, uh, I'll use myself as an, example, as an example, I'm a gambler. When I win a bet, it's like we've just discovered America. <laughs> and then, I, and then when I lose that next one, like it creates like this hunger, like, oh no, like things are going awful. And like, nothing's really changed. Uh, I lost a, you know, a trivial amount of money that nothing's really changed, but now the it feels like the world's ending until I hit that next bet, mm-hmm. um, almost like addiction. And when you look at, you know, you have the same thing with drugs and you have the same thing with like relationships and you know, how you interact with society and gaming and stuff like that. So how much of that do you guys think is like creating the issue? And when you look at exercise, like exercise a lot of people say, you know, exercise therapy, it's my therapy, it's my mental space, but that can also have create the the impact that like an addiction has where you yeah. almost take it too far and it's too much. And obviously, as we know, if you stress, like exercise is stress, 
period. Yeah. Uh, that's how your body's going to process it. If you do it too much and you're already stressed out, you're just going to compound the problem yeah. and, and create more. So when you look at it, it's, it's very important to touch on like, are we creating this almost mental health kind of crisis that's going on? And like, to like speak on that a little bit. I think society has done that to us because we love like the Instagram gratification, gratification yeah. right? Absolutely. If I text you, I know you have your phone on you. Text <laughs> 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 me back. <laughs> you know, um, it's, it's all of us do that, you know, and we're like, Oh, I'll check my phone later. No, we always, we're always on our phones. Right. Um, but it, it's, it is, it, it is definitely part of the issue when it comes to like working out to like, are you, it, it can become a problem, right? That could be like part of an eating disorder. That can be someone being even more stressed out going to the gym. Like if they're not seeing the result or like if it's very low self-esteem, um, I'm sure you guys, I'm sure you've had clients that maybe aren't getting the results as quickly as they feel they should. And, and that puts you even in a more negative space. Like, oh, I'm doing all this work for nothing. I'm never going to lose this weight. I'm just, you know, so that kind of brings you down. So it's, also having to work on yourself and your self-esteem, being happy and content right now. Like maybe, no, this isn't what I want to look like. I want to do this, but being happy with the process, being content along the way. Um, Cause you know, with myself going back, I had like a goal. I'm going to do this. I did not enjoy the process at all. Like, I'm like, I'm going to get that goal. I'm going to do it. Tunnel vision. I did it. And then I'm just like, now what? What do I do? <laughs> <laughs> and 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 it and that like rattled me because I was really unhappy. I was like, I don't know what else to do. I did it all, but I didn't enjoy yeah. it. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I think you know, fitness can become also a, a big issue, especially if you're working with someone or seeing someone at the gym and they're getting more results than you are, and it's like, well, now I need to cut this out, I need to never eat this again. Well, social media I think plays a role too. Like people have to like people are constantly comparing themselves to people that they see online. So, and everybody's body is different. Everybody's yeah. metabolism is different. So your, you know, skinny might not be somebody else's skinny because of your body type and genetics. And so I think people need to like actively clean up their timeline sometime, because if you find yourself in that cycle of like, Oh, I'm following all these models and I'm following, you know, these surgery pages and, their body looks like this and how can my body you know so you're you get up caught up and which can also create like a mental health and an obsession of like constantly comparing and um a lot of people's pages are you know people forget people um filter them and they edit them and so you're comparing yourself to unrealistic expectations a lot of the times but it can create yeah. some mental despair you know so it it it, it's yeah. good for people to every, you know, if you find yourself getting caught up in that cycle, go through your page, like unfollow these pages that are not contributing to your well-being yeah. and, and you find yourself criticizing yourself. Um, so I think social media definitely plays a part in how people are thinking about their bodies. There's, you know, what they should be doing in life in general, like, oh, this one's on a boat every day, but that's not their everyday life. You know, it's like, <laughs> People are yeah. curating their pages to show you what they mm -hmm. want to show you. Um, so I think once people get that straight, it, you know, like you'll start to be like, okay, let me, you know, realize that this is not reality. Yeah. And yeah. for our field, something me and Kenna talk about all the time is, and, I, and I'm sure it's probably very similar to, to you guys, 
there are people that they're certified <laughs> and there's so many ways to get certifications to go on the internet pay a few bucks and print out a certificate and now you're certified um and we bump into people giving false information detrimental information mm -hmm. but they're certified yes you know and <laughs> like and I, like I, I i actually shared this with anthony one time um i was told not to eat bananas right I was, and i'm like i can't eat bananas and he's like why can't you eat bananas yeah the zen garden is burning <laughs> and so anthony's like eat the banana and i have for years well i'm not supposed to eat bananas anthony and he's yeah. like stop eat the damn banana <laughs> right and then he went on his like this is why you eat your banana right but i'm like well, that girl looks like that <laughs> like you know totally so yeah I mean, I feel like half half my job is like just debunking things that people see on social media. Yeah. Yeah. And as a trainer, so I've worked in many gyms. I have many, many training friends. About 90% of everything you see on social media is bullshit. Mm -hmm. um, there's I, like people. Except like, our you know, page. Except you. Yeah. <laughs> right. So uh, all those, all those gym Insta, you know, pages where they have this workout does this, this workout does that. It's always a lot of it is bullshit, right? It, it's clickbaity. Mm -hmm. That's not the way to train. You don't have to jump around. You don't have to balance and all these things. It's 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 wild to see. Um, and unfortunately, like there's not like a, a filter system as far as like, you know, does this actually work? Does that actually work? I mean, at the end of the day, uh, if you know anything about exercise and movement, you could literally do anything to lose weight as long as your diet is good. Right, so yeah. if, you eat, if you're eating good foods, you can hop around like a bunny rabbit. You're going to be really yeah. disproportionate so, looking. Well, we can eat but, bananas. You can eat know, bananas. Some some movement. People need to, there's so many, yeah. like, especially now, it's like a lot of people's like working from home and they're not moving yeah. all day. Like mm -hmm. you're not moving your body. It's like stretching, you know, okay. all of that stuff is important and it doesn't have to be huge things, but a lot of people make you feel like you have to be doing so many things in order to see the, the small changes or the big changes or, or whatever it is that you want to do. But it's it's social media is, is is the cause of a lot of <laughs> people's yeah. Yeah. you know like it's it's interesting yeah one thing one thing too that uh social media portrays uh especially in like fitness the fitness world and stuff like that if you let's take for a male perspective here and you mentioned the self-esteem thing earlier let's say you're a child you're growing up you're playing little league and you know, you play baseball, your team comes in eighth place and you're celebrated and you get a trophy for coming in eighth place. You're told you're fucking wonderful. You're the bee's knees. You go through life like that. Every single thing that you do as trivial or nominal as it might be, you get an award for it. Even if you weren't the top, you get an award for eighth place, seventh place, fifth place. You just get an award for show for showing up, for writing your name on the paper. Um, looking back, there's so many instances in our lives, especially like, especially mine, like where that was the case. And we were, I was rewarded for things that like, I didn't really do anything. I was just there, but like, oh, it's, like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? And like, yeah. and so you, you, that's your existence growing up. And then you have this, like this goal or target, and then you graduate from high school and you enter the real world and then life just uppercuts you. And like, if it's like, it turns into Ricky Bobby real fast. So like, if you ain't first, you're last. That's pretty much how it goes. And then, right, so that can create a little bit of like that 
depressive state a little bit and you're like, oh, you're kind of figuring things out. And then you go ahead and maybe you get out of shape. And now when you look at self-esteem, self-esteem is going to, because of our society and how it works and like social media that we were talking about is very correlated to your physical appearance. Now, what we see a lot of times is guys trying to get in shape to pick up girls because they think it'll improve their chances. Now, no one wants to be with a slob, um, but you have that same experience where I was just talking about like the same person goes, they become overweight. Now they're going back in the gym, they get in shape and now they're going out like socially and they're trying to pick up dates, pick up girls and stuff like that. And they realize very quickly that for most women, that really doesn't mean that all, all that much to them. And they're hit with like another, yet another example. Like, how much of that do you think like are people dealing with, like, especially now and you look at, you know, oh, you have to be, you have to have a six pack and you have to look like uh, Michael B. Jordan from as he's played in Creed. If you don't look like that, you can't get any girls. Well, now I suck and now I'm depressed because I'm never going to look like that guy. You know what I mean? Um, I, I get him. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go back to creating the pandemic here. <laughs> I think that there is a little bit of a decline on that. I think, especially with like men getting more into like their, having mental awareness and stuff, um, understanding that, especially if you're interested in women, um, there's a lot other things that women are looking at for a man, not just having like a six pack, you know? Um, but I, yeah, like, I feel like just, I don't know if you agree. Like, I feel like men are kind of understanding that there's a little bit more to it than just the, yeah. the physical, the physical body. And I think it's because there is a lot of conversation around mental health, about emotions, about communication um now I, I so i'm saying i'm thinking there's like a decline i'm not saying it's a fast decline but i i feel like there is hope like it's a, there's there is yeah. i'm hopeful there's yeah. also more of like a body positive movement happening too yeah, oh, there, yes 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 correct. and i also think that translates over to men and not only correct. to women correct yeah no yeah there there is like i know they just came out i think this week with a, a, a barbie that has down syndrome you oh, know no way. Yeah, yeah I think oh like that's so time. cool so it's that's actually awesome yeah so it's things like that um we do live uh also like the younger generation i'm you know i'm very young it's my generation um, <laughs> um they will petition and picket and march if they're inconvenienced at all you know <laughs> so there's that's like, you know, it's nice in some things and sometimes like, oh my God, again, but definitely, definitely a double-edged sword there. Yeah. Like, for for you sure. Know, there's been, there's been things by, what are they? Generation Z? Z? Are we Z? Am I Z? I, I don't know. I'm I get a confused nowadays. <laughs> we are, mille we are millenni millennials. Okay. Thanks, so the Z. <laughs> the Z. Gen Z. I feel like they're definitely like, they're not taking it. They don't like it. They're going to. They're, and I think they've shown us like more advocating. Yeah, yeah, like you don't if you're unhappy, especially like for a job, for example, if you're unhappy, you don't have to stay there. Like mm -hmm. you know, it's like so. I feel like there, there's also a, like it takes a double-edged sword there. Um, so I feel like where the body positivity it is definitely more being marketed more and um, just being spoken about, and I think that there's certain celebrities being called out a little bit more on their um editing and their filters and you know there's 
particular very famous family that like supposed their workouts. Uh, and... call, out, call baby girl out. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like, I, like, I don't know anything about, like, I'm not at all like a trainer or anything. Like, I just have a Peloton. So I am a Peloton instructor, but <laughs> like, you know, I'm like, I don't think that's how you do that workout, you know? Yeah. And well, the thing about that is too, is that a lot of people have had, you know, they get surgery and then they start working out, which is fine. But they, you know, a lot of people present it as, oh, I got this body from <laughs> just working out when there was other stuff that happened before that, which, you know, also creates other things that people get yeah. caught up in. Like, oh my God, I got to look like this yeah. when, no, this person did this first. And then now they're working out to maintain that. But that's, I yeah. think that's another issue that people start to have you know, you know yeah. mental health about yeah. body issues yeah. and things I, like that. Yeah, I feel like if you know about like biology, like if you are, if you do understand how the body works, you will, we are people like, again, like there's certain celebrities, like you work out a lot and you've lost a lot of weight. These particular body parts have not moved. Like mm -hmm. you can, you can be naturally gifted, you have a big butt, you will lose weight at your butt. Yeah. Like, you know, so that's, you know, Care knowing that information. <laughs> Careful with biology. Apparently, uh, Gen Z is rewriting that textbook as well. <laughs> That's um, a good podcast, Anthony. <laughs> the, uh, the funny, funny that we mentioned. It's funny that you bring up that famous family, right? So uh, we're referring to the Kardashians. I don't know. Uh, are we? We, def we, we, we definitely are, and by all means, flags. Hey, I, I have nothing against anything that that people do, except this. <laughs> I don't know how I came across this information, but I was reading and I was researching, I was looking at stuff and I went down a rabbit hole and I came across some information in the last couple, in the last, like, I think it's one to two years, there have been 1.3 million men specifically that have gotten BBLs. Really? And, yeah. And I'm like, this has got, this can't be a thing. Like if any of my guy friends and I'm a very nice person, I'm very mellow. Like we're, we're chill <laughs> for the most part. Here's my view on the rest of humanity. You can do whatever the fuck you want as long as you don't inconvenience me. That's not saying that I deserve special treatments, but don't do something stupid and then like mess up my day. Like today, I went to the dentist. This should have taken 20 minutes. And then I had to raw dog this dental instrument with no Novocaine to fix the procedure. The teeth came out great. I highly recommend my dentist. He's great. However, it just took a long time, right? But I'm telling you, if if you were one of my my friends, my male friends, and you get a BBL, we're gonna have a conversation. And like, it <laughs> might, it's like it might it might become it might become like a like a physical altercation. Like we might have to enter combat about this. Like I cannot. They, they might want a BBL. They might. I can't fathom like problem area. Yeah, but how know, how do we get there? I've right? never even. I never thought of that before. I saw that, that stat. Yeah. Yeah, now I, that you're you saying, seen it? I have I not seen that. I'm gonna have to go like Oscar De La Hoya has a has a fake six pack. No, like, no, 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 it's not fake. It's 50-50. He said it in an interview. <laughs> yeah, he had he had a, a guy go in and take the fat out between the abs because he couldn't get it back to yeah. it was when he was a pro boxer. Wow, yeah, it's so that, crazy that you can do that nowadays. Yeah, but he's but, honest. You know, but he's but honest. I'm about happy it. he said it though. Like for yes. example. Yeah. Cause we can talk crap, but he was in it. I, I forgot what was it Charlamagne? I don't know. It was an interview that he, that he was asked and he didn't say no, he didn't lie. Yeah. So that's the issue also like with a lot of other celebrities when they're asked, I haven't done nothing. And you're like, 
really yeah. now like maybe like i feel like a lot of us know that's not reality but that's not everybody um there are a lot of people that are easily influenced that um do think that that's how you know doing the stairmaster will get you a kardashian butt like you're gonna get it like that's it you're gonna go on the stairmaster for an hour a day and you're gonna come out and you will have this butt <laughs> I wish that's yeah. how it worked. I've, I've been on the Stairmaster for many hours. <laughs> you were using the wrong Stairmaster. Sandra. Yeah, <laughs> clearly. I should have used the machine next to it. <laughs> right. All right. So here's a question for you guys, right? So let's say I'm someone. I feel like maybe I'm struggling, but I'm not open to sharing with anyone. None of my friends know. My family doesn't know anything like that. Like if we were to take like somewhere between three and five baby steps as far as, and let's say if we look at a stage, this person is maybe thinking about therapy, but they're not quite ready. Like, how does that journey start? Like, are there steps that you can do like on your own that kind of help? I know for some people they've, they've had good luck with journaling and things like that. I personally love to journal, but like, what are some things, baby steps that you can implement to maybe open yourself up more to be ready to have that conversation with a professional or someone close to you? Um, if I have someone that is, on on that like they don't know um first of like really a self-reflection um why do you think me what why are you thinking about this like what is it that triggered this what encouraged you to even think about it you know and um journaling is a great one and and not so much that you have to like dear diary it um i think it's good for kind of keeping track of your yeah, of your feelings of your mood just just seeing like a pattern um because i get it it could be that maybe every i don't know every sunday you have family dinner then you have a shitty set monday and tuesday and then if you kind of keep track you're like oh this starts after sunday family dinner maybe i need to limit going to family dinners mm -hmm. you know so really a lot of self-reflection on 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 what what that is and one of the things i i I tell my clients or people that are seeking, you're not hurting a therapist's feeling by meeting with them and saying, I, I don't want to sign on. There are so many people on wait lists. We're, we're not hurting. Like we're, there's not enough therapists. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to waste your time and the therapist's time and the coach's time, you need to click with the person. You might not like my style. It's, it's not everyone's style. You might not like Kiana's style. That's not for everyone. But we also need to click with that with our with our client too. So if you're gonna come to therapy or like a coaching session and not be open, not be vulnerable, it's, I think it might take a little bit to get there. But if you're not willing to even think about it, you you have to. It's a relationship. You have to kind of you know shop around a little bit yeah you know ask questions ask, i was gonna say yeah that. like ask i like questions. what what's important what what do you need from a therapist right i like a there's some some people for example like a veteran um they might want a therapist or a coach that has experience working with veterans or that maybe has their own experience in you know mm -hmm. in the military there's plenty of that as well like you you can find that like you know if you're going through substance abuse do you Specific, have experience yeah. with substance abuse that everyone does? Are you comfortable having that mm -hmm. conversation? Um, so I think people feel better when they know that, oh, I can ask questions too. Like mm -hmm. in an intake, you ask questions. What's important to you? Like, and write them down, come with the questions. And what, what do you need? 
Yeah, I think just realizing too that you don't have to go with the, the first person that you meet. Maybe, you know, you ask friends like, hey, you know, mm -hmm. do you know anybody in the field? Do you know anybody that's doing this? Get referrals from people that yeah. know people and don't be afraid to ask, you know, the, the therapist or social worker, whoever, you know, it is that you're seeing what, what their background is, what, you know, what is their education? Um, how long have they been doing this? You know, um, I think even when pe parents are looking for someone for their children, I think it's important to, you know, inquire about like how long you've worked with children or, you know, specific to teenagers. A lot of therapists don't want to work with teenagers yeah. or small children. So um, it's just getting all of the background information and knowing that you can ask questions. Yeah. And I definitely, I feel like you need to, you know, talk to people because most of the time, when you get a therapist, a lot of times it will come from someone or a social worker, whoever it is that you're seeing, a, um, a life coach, wellness coach, whatever it is, um, you can ask other people and, you know, most people will be willing to um, give you some referrals. I think yeah. it's all about just opening up the d discussion. And, you know, I think if you're thinking about it, you probably need to talk to somebody and most, most people will um, be willing to do a consultation call or, you know, like we do clarity calls, you know, you can, where you can meet us and just kind of ask the questions, get the, you know, see the vibe and see how you feel about it. And then make, you know, we don't pressure anybody and most, I'm sure most people, you know, don't pressure anybody. Um, yeah. It, it's, that's a great part right now about the field. Like you're not hurting the, the, you're not, you don't feel bad. And um, like you mentioned, Sandra, you had a great experience with, with previously in therapy. So if like your friend is interested and you're like, this is what I went through. This is what I like. This is what worked for me. Mm -hmm. You know, like having those conversations. Um, and even like, so we do our clarity calls together. Um, there's been times someone comes and like, Oh, I need therapy. And then they hear Kiana speak and they're like, Oh, I actually like that. I'm like, mm -hmm. she's right there. Like, you're not, you're not, hurting my foot. you need that. Like, don't, you know, I'm not going to do that. You know, that's what you need. And then some might like, oh, I, I think I want the, the meditation. Like, oh, but I do have that trauma that is so I'm like, okay. So like you, you, you have, you have options. And um, again, uh, there's a lot of, there's a, so many agencies out there across the country. Um, people want to do telehealth. So people want to do in-person um, do like walk and talk therapy. You can go out and meet somewhere. Um, if you want to incorporate working out, like going like on a hike together, you know, so there's just so many options. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I love that there's so many different options out there. Mm -hmm. That's really helpful. It's an interesting one. A team workout with a therapist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just, just punishment. Well, well, so don't get into don't get into anything specific in a group setting, but that would be that's great. Like talking about like communication skills, coping skills in a group setting. Yeah, or that's, just stress, yeah. Um, stress yeah. reduction. You know, a group setting where maybe you're, you know, people sometimes need to try out workshops. Like a, you know, like if you're not ready to to dive into full one on one, maybe you start, you know, you start going to a meditation class or mm -hmm. a yoga class or a journaling workshop that incorporates med you know, maybe they have a journal prop at the beginning, someone, you know, everybody's kind of introducing themselves. And just to kind of get the experience like, oh, do I like being in community? And maybe I'm going to meet some people here and 
maybe I want to explore this a little more. So I think there, there's so many options to kind of get introduced to which way you think is um, best for you to go. And then some people have a bad experience with, with therapists and then yeah. they feel like, oh, I never want to go back to therapy. It didn't work for me. And I always, when I hear that from people, I always encourage people to try it again, try someone else, yeah. try until, you know, you can't, yeah. excuse me, until you can't find the person, um, you find the person that's right for you. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. I had a session that with, I had a client that had a uh, really bad depression and, and I was really holding in with this client, like you need to get out. Like you need to sit outside, get some sun, go for a walk, you have a dog, minimum 20 minutes. I was like part of the. The goal. I need you to go outside for a minimum of 20 minutes. Um, and they love ceramic painting. So I was like, bring them out. I'll paint with you. I'm going to show you. I can, I'll do it too. Like, so, yeah, like, so there are options out there. Yeah. You know, and you might not like any of that. And you want a regular, traditional talk, sit down, yeah. talk therapy. There's that as well. Yeah. I just want to give my perspective really quick on what's happening right now. I'm staring at a computer screen. Mm -hmm. uh, about an hour ago, we started this podcast uh, with Kiana and Nietzsche here, and their background was a wall that seemed to be painted white, and there was a candle. <laughs> <laughs> One hour later, I would assume the sunlight has started to dwindle where you are. Yeah. So now it looks like you guys are on a beach, and there's like <laughs> the sun is slowly the settling. We're like... manifesting that. We're manifesting the beach right now. This is like we're winding down. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I need, I need, I need to see this more often. Sandra, I need you to install some kind of sunlight. <laughs> no, I'll work on it just for you. I know, it's very <laughs> so I want their background. <laughs> yeah. So this has been fun. This has been informative. Um, we'll probably have them on again, hopefully in the near future. One of the things that I hope people take away from this. So when we started this podcast, we prided ourselves on creating some form of content that anyone can take anything from. There's a lot of bullshit out there. We try to put something that's very simple, easy. There's nothing clickbaity. There's no paywalls, anything like that. Too many people are struggling with mental health right now. There's too much chaos in the world. There's too much random negativity. They're like, everyone needs someone to talk to. Everyone needs some of these tools that we've been talking about in this last hour. So my hope, if anything, other than my great jokes, is that you take the opportunity to at least meet with a therapist, meet with someone who you can talk to, uh, seek out information if you know someone who's had a good experience like they were saying um and start there right so start inside the mind right which is obviously is going to control the rest because there's so many things that we see you know clients that come to me i'm sure everyone else says as well where like there's just so these simple little things that if you could just process you know xyz a little bit better your life is going to start to improve and so my hope like this has been fun and i hope that's been the the takeaway for folks Yes. yes. Nice conclusion. I, I agree. Yes. Mental health is health. Physical health is health. It's it's the body. It's one body and all of it. It's all connected. It's all connected. Yeah. So real quick, so where can people find you guys? Like you guys can plug your socials, your websites here. Mm -hmm. Go for it. Okay. You can find us on Instagram at holistic underscore. That's not our thing, right? Yes. At holistic. Hold on. I always get it wrong. You can find us at holistic underscore healing underscore collective on Instagram and on Facebook. We are also on Facebook, holistic healing collective. Awesome. 
Awesome, guys. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us tonight. This was like this was super awesome. Thank you. S super funny. You guys are the third guest that when I've it's hey, put your social up or like you know, shout out your social. They have to go look it up. Is it? I I I always get it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> or holistic it's, healing. It's not holistic. It's holistic underscore healing underscore collective. <laughs> Yes, I, so it's the website that's different. It's, yes, it's the healing website in our healing EDA. collective. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, God. <laughs>